everybody. Welcome back to yet another episode of the third Culture Kids. Woo! I'm queuing some um, virtual claps. But anyways, um, it is ritual as usual and... And it is Akosia. And today we're talking about Brenna Boy and cancel culture. Ooh. Yes. So this is a really juicy episode. Um, and we have some fantastic guests on. So stay tuned to hear more about who our guests are and what we have to say about Brenna Boy and cancel culture. On today's episode, we have two very, very requested guests. It's David and Tolu. Welcome to the podcast, to the virtual studio. And I'm actually going to hand it off to both of you to introduce yourselves. Tell us a bit about yourself, what you do, and just give us a bit more context around who you are. <laughs> okay? So maybe, David, you could start. Oh, oh damn. You said <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, you are returning to the podcast, so I feel like you do. Yeah, I'm returning. Everyone should know who I am. See, very apt for this topic. This is the burner boy of the group, everybody. Welcome. I'm just saying, obviously, something something went right the first time. So, you know, so good. Oh, you have to do it twice. Um, anyway, who am I? Shit, I'm not... Oh, I, can we curse? I, sorry, I, I don't know if we can curse on this. Podcast. Yeah, you guys can. <laughs> all right, all right, cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, so I'm David. I am a creative, creative person um, here in the city. I have a photography, videography um, business, and I also have a couple other, um, I don't know what to call them, platforms. Um, one of them is called Unboxed. It's a podcast uh, where pretty similar to this, where we talk about cultural stuff and, you know, we try to get together people in our community and, um, yeah, just create connections and like, get people to talk about their experiences. And then another one um, that I have with um, my guy who we're about to introduce as well, uh, it's called Link Up. And um, it's kind of an event platform where we, uh, again, bring people together and we have a good time, you know. We play some uh, some jams and get people to have fun. Yeah, Obviously, it's not happening right now, but pre Corona, pre the Corona okay. eventually, eventually. Yeah. yeah, I've seen I've seen the Insta stories. Never been, but after Corona, I will be. What yeah, I was about to I was about to call you out. Richard. Yeah, what happened to you then? Listen, yeah, some, yeah, work, school is tough. I'm such a dedicated student. I study so much. You know, I just, I can't, no. I, but next, next, next time it happens, I will be there. But that's a really good intro. That's a good flow into uh, Tolu. Why don't you introduce yourselves to our audience? Tell us a bit more about yourself. Uh, Tolu, yeah. Okay, my, as I said earlier, my name is Tolu already. Um, I, I'm an engineer, an electrical engineer by day. Um, vibe at night. I basically party a lot, so try to meet people, be friendly with everyone. And also, as David mentioned earlier, um, I do an, I do events with him as well. So Link Up, that's our baby. And just trying to bring good vibes to the city of Vancouver. Did you say Viber by night? Yep. <laughs> that, that is the intro. That is, that is a good intro. I like that. That was, a, that, was that. Yeah. You know? Viber by night. Okay. <laughs> a plus, A plus. A plus with that. Oh, you guys could have yeah <laughs> you can no but that's actually really good i'm glad that both of you are like in the creative space and you're like 
super vibey, LOL. Uh, because the topic that we're discussing today, as we've said, is in that space. Uh, Akosia and I have been chatting for a while, and we realized that at the forefront of a lot of African music and pop culture are big names and icons such as Burner Boy. And lately, Burner Boy has kind of been in hot water with a lot of people, or he's like treading murky space. So I don't know, have you guys seen the Twitter beef that's going on today um, with between Burner Boy and Davido? I missed it. What's, what's happening? <laughs> so... Yeah, okay. I, yeah, no, go for it. Because I actually don't even know how it started. I just don't, I just know what's going on right now. Okay, so what I gathered from it is that you know how David O, Missy Easy, and Tiva Savage just got their billboard um, cover and everything, and they were like, oh, these are the stars taking African music like worldwide and international. Obviously, you can't make a statement like that and not trigger Burner Boy. So, oh. man, <laughs> he had to rise to the occasion, you know. He needed to ask, who is this person who's making such statements? And Davido had a lot to say. He was like, well, I'm here and you're not, right? So that's the whole, I think that's the whole, like, beat that started. Burner Boy brought his, like, GQ, or in some um, threads, he brought his GQ cover into the whole thing, that he got the GQ cover before these three people had to share one cover. Um, and I think that's did what... He, did he, he said that publicly, like, he tweeted out something. No, I think he, someone said he inferred that um, on, a, on a live or on, like, a sub whatever it is we don't have the receipts but it was someone's subtweet of a subtweet of a subtweet mm. that, that let me let me state my case now before they ask me to drop receipts <laughs> someone else's the burner boy implied that he had um a whole gq cover and spread to himself <laughs> and david o tiwa and Mr. easy had to share like one slide like one i don't know cover and yeah, basically, African giant. Mm, I've seen, yeah, I've seen some pretty interesting tweets. So there's this one, okay, there's this one I saw. And it's just basically like, I love Burna Boy's music, but that dude has serious self-esteem issues. Person celebrate, celebrates streams, it triggers him. Person announces album, same month, you get triggered, right? So they're just like, he gets triggered so easily, but he still calls himself the African giant. And it's like, what is that? He, he seems to have this kind of confidence, but is it all a facade? And oh. is it more arrogance than confidence? Okay, this is, so I was actually speaking to somebody earlier about this, and there's a very thin line between confidence and arrogance. Mm. That's, but I just think Burner Boy is having fun. Like, this is just banter. Like, because everybody just says random stuff on Twitter. And people take it out of context and they blow it up to something else that stands probably. But I think Bonnie Boy just having fun with it. And for me, I'm a Bonnie Boy stand. I also like David too. So like it doesn't make for me not none of this make a difference. I listen to both their music. They both vibe good. They both have good music and everything. So Bonnie Boy just making fun of everything. He's just making jokes. And it's funny. The thing about it also, like this all this stuff he's doing, I'm literally seeing what Bonnie Boy is trying to put out. I'm trying to see what's happening. Like Bonnie Boy is just it's relevant at the end of the day, if you look at it. There's really nothing much to it. Okay, so then let me ask a follow-up question, because I'm also a huge Burner Boy stan. But do, so obviously, Davido and even Whiskit have been in the, I wouldn't say, have been in the limelight a lot longer, because I feel like their work was much more popular before Burner Boy. Don't, is, there, is there a hierarchy there when it comes to Afrobeats and African stars putting putting African music on the map? 
do you know it's actually weird because you um you say okay not weird but people say that a lot but mm. i remember when i heard burner boy whiskey and david doe when they first started because i remember i was back in nigeria i was in high school in nigeria there was a certain period i think i'm not sure if it was i think it was whiskey that came out first then david doe came out a couple of months later then burner boy was in the mix some period of time but like they are they all kind of came out in the same period in time because i remember being in high school and like some of my guys in high school like bring like the iPods to school and we listen to new music and Bonneboy had this song was Blow Your Trumpet. I think David mm-hmm. was on the song too as well. So like that was when both started now. Whiskey had Hold Out Your Boy. That period, they all came up at the same time. So in terms of timeline, they probably mm-hmm. blew faster than Bonneboy, but I think Bonneboy is on a level. Like they're all the same to me. Okay. David, what do you think? Yeah, I think, like like Tolu said, they've been, they kind of came up around a similar time. But in terms of who blew up before the other, I think they blew up at different times. Like probably it was Whiskey first, and then David a bit after, and then Burner Boy um, came through after in the past few years. So I I don't know. I think um, I I'm very like hesitant to give someone a title of like oh like the hierarchy and that mm, kind of thing because mm-hmm. Afrobeats as like a genre is still very new it's very new and there haven't been like clear um I guess there's no clear real like distinction in like artists like they're all making pretty similar music and everyone has their moment so like Burna Boy is just kind of like the latest in like the line of success that Afrobeats artists have been having right yeah. So I don't think anyone is really at the level where like, oh, pay your respects or like, you know, they're going to be a gatekeeper for like Afrobeats necessarily. So honestly, like, I think I do agree that Berna seems to, he seems to have a chip on his shoulder. Mm. Um, I think part of that is because his, his like rise came a little bit later than um, like David Kid and like the other artists. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I didn't know they were beefing because I, I think from everything like I've seen personally, and like, I don't pay too close attention. Like it seemed like they have a mutual respect. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't work as much as they probably used to, but together as much as they used to. But um, yeah. yeah, I think Bernard has a chip on his shoulder and, you know, maybe that caused him to say something on Twitter. But I don't think it was that deep, to be honest. Yeah, but... So I'm just going to say that I feel like sometimes beef between celebrities isn't even that bad. It's their fans. So like who yeah. controls Twitter, right? It's like the masses. So everybody on this team, Bernard team, David thing is that's just people making an issue like 10 times bigger than it is. So yeah. I don't know if they're necessarily beefing. And I know they've collaborated in the past. They're friends, whatever. But I do feel like Burna Boy compared to the other two carries this as you said, chip on his shoulder, but this air of arrogance that's much like deeper than the others. What, what did he say recently? Did he say that I'm the next fella? Did he say that? I think he said that. Always right? saying that. He's always saying that he's the next Yeah, he's fella. been saying that. Yeah, so like that kind of straight up, like he, it's that kind of straight up arrogant and then to, to, feel, to feel small when something doesn't happen to you, like you don't get the billboard cover. That's kind of like, okay, but then which side are you? Are you really that confident or are you, you know? like a small boy inside. That's what it feels like. 
But I mean, you know, the way they're like, oh, maybe it's not Brenna that's beefing or Davido that's beefing. Brenna beefs with everyone. Like, maybe this beef is, like, small beef because it's relatively new. I mean, the cover just came out. But, like, historically, Brenna has beefed and continues to beef with lots of people, a.k.a. Wait. South Africa, he was beefing with. Mm. That no, but that's different. Jack. You understand that one. There's a reason. <laughs> See, that one is understandable. I get the, um, is it? What was it again? The South African guy, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, that was that was, yeah, that was, okay. that was yeah, right. Okay. That one was you, there was a reason for that, that's different. But I think, like, for me, Brenner Boy just he banters a lot, and mm-hmm. people like take the banter for seriousness, like, people take it too serious. I think that's the thing. And Brenner Boy is like that kind of character that's very, um, how do I describe him? Not does he likes to cause controversy. It's just like, mm-hmm. it's just spice. It spices everything up, which makes his music good as well. So if you think about it. Uh, do you know who Bernard reminds me of? Who? Kanye. I yes. know. I see. Yes. Reminds me of Kanye. Yeah. And I, I know you, because I heard at Kosa you mentioned uh, Coachella. I actually supported him when he did that. Me too. I can't lie. I also posted it on my Instagram. I was like, you know, I, yeah. even, I was just I was just writing because he's from the continent. I literally had no stake in that game. But Coachella has always been like that. Like Judena was his name was Tiny for the longest time, and as he blew up, no, but, he bigger. But I think that um, I agreed with what he was saying. I know people were laughing at him when he first did it, but I agreed with it because if you just accept things the way they are, like African artists will always be at the bottom. Like it's just it is what it is. So what he was trying to do was generate. Um, be loud and you know, mm. kind of disturb disturb the piece a little bit so that they would see it and um, and that would lead to some changes. Yeah, and like even changes, and you can't you can't argue with the results, right? Like in the following year, he blew big. up. So to me, like that was I supported that all the way, and I, like I I gave him props for that because that was that was a bold move, and everybody laughed at him, but. Mm. Honestly, like it paid off, right? So um, he does remind me of Kanye because I agree he has a chip on his shoulder. Uh, he, you know, he does. It seems like he's a little bit more sensitive. Um, but again, it could be banter, like Tolu said. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. In, I'm not inside his head. I feel like that. <laughs> I feel like that particular Coachella thing. I think maybe if we look at it from your your perspective, it's like he did it purposefully knowing that it would generate some kind of you know uh controversy over the internet and then people would start looking into him more and then his name would be fresh right so that's one way of looking at it but what i was thinking at that time was like okay maybe you can have that kind of an issue with uh i don't know a festival in the uk or a festival in in africa itself where people know you better but at coachella at that time because this was what this was 2018 right this was not last year coachella 2018 Coachella, Brenna yeah. Boy wasn't as big as he was 2019. So I don't think he had the That's audience. not a point, though. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, your perspective right. is, is different, and it's changed my mind now. Like, he probably knew that, now. but he did it purposefully because he knew that by demanding that, it could generate the kind of um, yeah. audience he was looking for. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. That's, that's how I saw it. I don't see it. I feel like we're giving him a lot of intentionality. Like, he actually plans it. <laughs> These things I think he did. I think he did. I, I think he gets angry and then he just he's, he bursts out and then it just works for him. And, and that's my vibe. I don't know. I don't think there's any 
method to this madness. <laughs> Even if it was random, he used it. He used the fallout well because he blew up right after. Like you can't complain. But, you, you can't argue with that. Like, but did he blow up right after because of the fallout, or was that just a happy? Coincidence? I think it contributed though. Yeah, definitely contributed. Because remember, I said he said on. Remember, he was on Chavanoor, and I was talking about how he had another album that was going to make prior to the um, um, the incident with Coachella, and as soon after that incident, he like changed his whole album to make it the African Giant, mm-hmm. and literally that's everything. Since then, Bonaboy has been everywhere. Literally, that's true. That so, is true. I actually never considered that. Damn. Yeah, and that's okay. So I can't. Yeah, I'm not even mad at him because I feel like claim your space when you want to claim your space. I just think that sometimes it's extra. And so what Akusi and I were really talking about was, and what we've seen also on the Twitterverse, if I can say, is that this is acceptable because it's Burna Boy, but also to a large extent because he's a man. What we've seen is that if this was a female artist acting like this, the labels would have been so different. The outlook wouldn't have been like, oh, yo, he's just claiming his space. He's making, you know, a name for himself and you should demand that. The outlook would be like, honestly, who the hell does she think she is? She's so bossy. She's such a bitch, you know, stuff like that. So what's your perspective? And of course, yeah, please add on if I forgot something. Yeah, yeah. And I think we can even like mirror that too. I mean, it's not, we're not saying that it's solely the reason, but I feel like you must, you have to think about it and, and just be like, if Brenna Boy was like Brenna Girl, like what would be the thing? Because Nicki Minaj, <laughs> Nicki Minaj and Cardi B, when they went at it, everyone was like, oh my God, Nicki is so like full of herself and she's forgetting all her fans and I can't deal with Nicki anymore and like think she's just the thing and she's it. But then if you think about it, a lot of the things that Nicki said during that time mirror things that Kanye and Brenna have said in their like own respective beefs and fights. And people were so quick to call out like Nicki and like cancel Nicki and things like that. But I've never heard of anyone saying that you're not listening to a Burna Boy song because of something that Burna Boy did mm. in the media. I don't know. What do you guys think? That was a tricky one, actually. Yeah. It's because it's, it's very because I'm just trying to. It's hard to like describe this because I understand you're using Nicki as a reference, but in regards, I presume this is going to be more in reference to Africa, right? Mm. not just any artist I haven't seen that before from a female artist from Africa so I don't even know I can't judge I can't really say you might say already obviously the way society is they'll probably take it differently than how people take Burner Boy but yeah like it's very hard to make an opinion of what people might do if you get what I mean mm-hmm. I get what sorry. you mean mm-hmm. sorry go on Dave. go ahead Okay, no, I was saying that, like, I see what you mean from the standpoint of the double standards. I think that's, like, it's a common thing in the music industry. Like, there are double standards um, that are applied to female artists versus male artists. What I think the question that I, I would ask is, like, if they had, if there was a female version of Burna Boy, so regardless of, like, male, female, or anything, the music bangs still. Mm would she be able to have the same space to be outspoken and vocal and um, basically like a shit disturber on yeah on Twitter and social media as Brenna Boy has? Yeah, or just even just in general interviews, like the, the kind yeah. of arrogance that he carries. And I get that maybe sometimes to be 
uh, in the music industry or to be a celebrity, you have to have a certain you know amount of arrogance. Sometimes I feel like that's necessary. But yeah, you're competing. Yeah, exactly. You're competing, but you just framed it exactly right. Would that space and would that um, be afforded to a to a woman if she if there was the equivalent, the female equivalent of Burna Boy? Would we afford that same kind of grace period to that person? Be like, oh no, this is how they ha- she has to be. You know, I feel like that wouldn't be the case, especially in the African community. We already know the kind of gender biases that exist. Mm -hmm. And if you extend that to celebrities, I don't think women are given the space to be bold and arrogant without being labeled. But uh, just you, I think David mentioned something earlier um, about making good music. Most of the time, I'm afraid of where this is going. going. <laughs> yeah, more, yeah, most of the time, if you're doing something good, it kind of foreshadows everything else. You don't really see, you, like, I put like this. Remember, you spoke about the Nikki stuff. Mm-hmm. At that point in time, Nikki was making trash music. That's why nobody gave it, gave a damn about her. She was making this shit, and it's true. You know, I'm online. Like, Nikki was making such trash music. Nobody, nobody gave a damn. But if Nikki was making some fire tunes, I promise you, they're like, yo, she can say what she, whatever she wants to say. When she was fire. going at Cardi, we're talking about when she was going at Cardi? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so Cardi was number one. Wait, sorry. I think that, 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 that was over um, Cardi being number one, and I guess Nikki felt like she hadn't paid respect to her. Yeah. Uh, like Cardi hadn't paid. So... Okay, so let's try to compare, like, let's build a, a similar scenario. Let's say um, Cardi is going to, she went to uh, Nigeria and Ghana last December, right? Yeah. We're not yeah. going to talk about what happened, but. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna... We don't need to talk about. Okay, she went, let's say she's going to Nigeria and Tiva Savage comes and says, oh, Cardi better come to me and, you know, pay her respects because I'm the best female, you know. I'm the number one female artist in Africa. Mm. Like I think, like let's say, okay, let's say if Tiwa had like a, a a certified banger. Like let's say maybe her album went like platinum. Like you know, yeah. well, whatever. Would she have the same room to like say something like that about Cardi B? I don't. Well, think that's so. different though. That's Cardi and that's Cardi and um, Cardi and Tiwa. There's a the levels to this game. Okay. <laughs> if, if they're on the same level, yes. But those well, guys. And you said it was because Nikki wasn't even making like good music at that time. But yeah. it wasn't about Nikki's music at the time. And the story wasn't that, oh, Cardi should come pay her respects to Nikki. I think it was more people were like, oh, Cardi makes better music than Nikki, period. Cardi, like her music now is better than anything that Nikki has ever like created. But, but that this was the Yeah, but this is more about it. Like, yes, you, you're right. But people have short term memories. They don't some people don't care about what Nikki made five years ago. Mm-hmm. At that point in time, Nikki dropped. I remember Nikki dropped a song with Wizzy and Drake, mm-hmm. and streaming numbers were. For the, I think first week was high, then after that it dropped drastically. Cardi had like top it, out of the top ten, four songs were at top ten. Nikki was um, Cardi was making fire tunes. That's what that compared Nikki and uh, Cardi to at that point in time, and Cardi was making better tunes so. That's that's the reason why I, at that point in time, people were like, not gonna lie to you, I was also on the Cardi side as well. I was like, yo, Cardi's making some fire shit right now. Nikki can go sleep. 
those okay but, but but to, to all right so like because i was i was on on nikki's side because i feel like um over the course of your career if you've achieved like a certain level of success mm-hmm. and someone new comes up um you should you should pay some respect in my opinion see but, see, see like this see, see like this hold on see like this Lil Wayne. Mm. What was the last good album Lil Wayne had? I think I was Honestly. <laughs> right? So with that in mind, a Drake coming up still paid his respect to Lil Wayne. But first of all, probably because Lil Wayne, like there wouldn't be a Drake without Lil Wayne, right? But, but uh, I don't know about that though. Yeah. I, I don't know I don't about know. that. Did they not um he signed them? Yes, but this is not about to you. You just mentioned something. Okay. So it's basically like having there's a gatekeeper. Nikki is the yeah. gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. And Cardi is a disruptor. As a disruptor, why do I have to give um uh due process to the gatekeepers? Like I'm a disruptor for a reason. I'm new, I'm new kid on block, I'm here to knock off the old person. Yeah, but that the, that, person, the, the, that person paved the way for you, right? Right. Like, yeah, but that person okay, but if, don't forget that the reason why people are saying um, the Nikki and Cardi stuff was because that person might have played away for me a long time ago but at this point in time the, that person should actually because this is what the story or whatever was said like um, Nikki was not talking to Cardi like the one talking Nikki should have like literally got on the phone and like tell Cardi yo I see what you're doing nice job keep up keep mm-hmm. up the good work stuff like that that's the gatekeeper's job. That's not the, yeah. the doctor's job to go meet the person and say, oh, yeah, I'm doing this now. Now, No, personally, even, like, I just, sometimes I think Nikki does too much. Um, I don't so I wasn't... Each other, to be honest. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> what do you say? I don't think the gatekeeper has to have a conversation with the destructor. I don't think the destructor has to have a conversation. Yeah. With yes. Yes. I, just, I don't even think there should be a conversation. I just don't want, I don't think, I don't understand why anyone's name should be in anyone's mouth. Like, they all made respectively, separately good music. I don't understand why Cardi's, like, success. But, mm-hmm. no, but you see, the thing is, even if you keep someone's name out of your mouth, right? The thing is, if you, if you, you come and say, oh, I'm the biggest thing that has happened to this industry in the last 10 years, even without giving someone specific name, you're naming people. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's how this argument started, because that's where Bernard Boy came and said, yes, I'm the African giant. And he claimed that he's the next fella. And what does that do? That creates this space where the last three um, Nigerian artists that came before him or that blew up before him, he's like kind of erasing them from that. Like, yeah, you guys were there, but you're not that significant, mm-hmm. right? And the entire thing with me with that is like, I, the central issue that I'm focusing on right now is that we have accepted that as a personality trait of Bernard. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to stop listening to his music. I love his music. I'm going to go to his show because he's going to give someone the money back and say, you don't deserve to be, you're not encouraging me. Huh? <laughs> Leave. <laughs> that, we accept That's that as part of his music. personality, right? Can you imagine? No, just think about it. I, a female artist on stage giving back the money to someone and saying, you're not encouraging, your face is not encouraging me. Please leave. <laughs> well, what what we would see would be so though. different. There, there is room for that. Um, there's not as much room as obviously with male artists, but there's room because Cardi, Cardi, I mean Cardi is Cardi, right? Like she's done mm. some crazy, some crazy stuff. Um, but she came out that way. Like she's always been that person. Yeah. She never, she never changed. So 
people accepted her at first it was it was there was pushback but like obviously her music was good so people accepted it but with african female artists like there's not really been someone who has come out in this way yeah so you know if like tiwa or i don't know who else is a big uh but don't you think, can I ask you a question? I want to dig into something you just said. You said there's not enough space, there's not as much room for that for female artists as there is for men. One, I want to hear why you think that's the case. And two, you, you also just said that um, there hasn't been an African female artist uh, that has blown up as much as, you know, Werner and Davido. But we have really great female artists. So don't you think that the problem, the issue as to why they haven't blown up could be connected to this space that we afford them. Like Yemi Alade, Tiwa Savage. Right, I, I think- Okay, well, I'm the... sorry just to interject there, right? So oh, I'm just gonna mm. quick, quick, quick second. You mentioned a couple of names, but yeah. if you compare that catalog to the catalogs of the Burner Boys and David mm -hmm. Dose, you see there's a big disparity, there's a big difference. Those guys are, the reason why people say they're better is because their catalog is better. Do you, do you listen to all of Yemi Alade's Catalog, no, you listen to most, yeah. So, like, that's the reason, the yeah. Reason no, so I'm, numbers. but okay. So, what I'm asking is that, and yeah, for sure, I this I've listened to African Giant more times than I've listened to any album, honestly, in the past year. But my thing is, is the reason let, let's even dissect that is the reason that their catalog is not as good simply just because their art is not as good, or because within the system of you know, the, the art society, the music society, we are affording less and less space. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, you, have to, you have to look at like, because I, I think the experiment you're trying to ask, ask us to do is like, assuming all conditions are equal, are people, yeah. are people going to, are, are, are female artists, like mm -hmm. especially in the Afrobeat space, are they going to have the same level of attention and um flexibility that the male artists do yeah and just to hear your thoughts on that because yes it could be a yes or no i feel like we all know the answer is is no mm -hmm. just because of the way society is built but just want to hear maybe some of the insights that you guys have as to why maybe you think you hypothesize that's the case actually really enough i think is i think is no like in okay. regards to the, i think both like if everything was equal, I think it, should, it would be equal. Like, the reason why I'm just saying this is because I listen to a lot of um, alter music, which is, if you've heard of the alternative Nigerian stuff, soul, um, R&B and stuff, mm -hmm. and just basing off the people in that, in that circle, in that industry, it's like, the, they say wild stuff. They are like, those, those kids, they do the most. <laughs> and literally and they're all the same like there's no difference between the guys and the, the guys and the babes so mm -hmm. if you i'm just basing on that level because i listen to those guys a lot and i have friends i listen to those guys a lot and it's like it's, it's a level playing field for them there's really not much of a difference but when you go mainstream which is like the david ozzy bonner boys it might be a bit different i'm not too sure about that but just based off that small sample size it's the same Okay, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll accept that because I feel like I don't know enough about that space. I, I guess I'm just more in the mainstream. But yeah, I feel like there's just, there's so much, so many things we can say are the, the reasons. But I think my opinion obviously doesn't change. We could yeah. dissect as much as we want to. But yeah, 
the I space think another thing say. I was going to say is that, you know, this is offensive, but gender inequality is never as big of a problem at the bottom. Like, if you think about it, like, I, I don't know. If you think about minimum wage jobs and things like that, the conversation doesn't, it's not, that, that's probably offensive to say, but it's not, it doesn't really take place there. Like, the main issues are, like, when the people that speak out are the people that are at the top that obviously should have had like one high position instead of another. And then they have someone else, like a man being in those spaces. So I, I kind of understand why the narrative isn't as like, I don't know, dominant when it comes to the Nigerian R and B scene, just because it's not as popular. It's just, it's just because there's not a, like as much focus on it. So it just makes, not that it just makes sense, but it's similar to the way we don't make noise about that kind of like, gender disparity when we get to our own individual like small like lesser place jobs but then when you go up then the disparity just becomes like so wide mm. because you're more yeah, that makes sense, actually. yeah yeah because you're losing it along the way right that's mm-hmm. yeah i feel like i'm just gonna keep going in circles i'll just repeat the same <laughs> point so yeah <laughs> but, you, you look like you will get back to something that tolu said earlier on about how like oh it's not in like the African like culture space when he was talking about like oh like um an a female African artist coming out and being as brash and like aggressive as Brenna has been. And I was thinking is the reason why we also having like maybe cancelled Brenna is because it's not in the African culture to cancel people. Like when have you heard anyone I don't know, I haven't heard anything with all the controversial things that have happened in our own like Twitter spaces and social media spaces i haven't heard a big movement of like cancel this person cancel that person i don't know I you if cancel culture existed we wouldn't have any politicians but in our respective countries so yes i agree with you it doesn't exist i do have a question regarding this cancel culture mm-hmm. do you guys so who do you think i was thinking about this the other day who do you cancel like because i noticed from something i've realized something i realized actually is you only cancel people you don't care about. You don't cancel people you care about. What do you mean by that? Yeah, expand, expand so, on that. Like Give us so, an example. Like, okay, R. Kelly. I'll put like this with R. Kelly. People cancel R. Kelly. Cancelled. The reason why oh, R. Kelly R. Kelly is cancelled because no one listens to R. Kelly music again. Hey, uh, that's I feel not like true. some of his music is not Yeah, it's not. You guys are not sitting down on I your. I disagree with that. No, no, no. I disagree as well. Chill, listen. No, there's a reason why I'm saying this because you're not going to bop to Arkeli's. Ar- um, what's, what's the best Arkeli song you're going to People are still bopping to Ignition. Ignition is Ignition, yes. Listen. Not to like you. I didn't listen to Ignition like that. I think the only person like say could go up against Usher right now, like an R&B matchup. Yeah, but that was different. That's different because, see, the guys are talking about that. Those guys are in the, like, they're 90s, not 90s babies. They were, like, 80s babies. Those are the guys that bumped R. Kelly, like, really good. Guys in the born 90s, like, late 90s, early 2000s. They bumped R. Bumping R. Kelly. Like, who is this? Are we listening to the same girl again? Really?
Like, if R. Kelly comes on, they can easily skip it because they don't care about him. That's what I'm saying. So, like, you can cast somebody that you don't care about. What if I, think, about I think even people are not caring and, like, canceling him now. And lots of people, like, he's someone that we don't also bop to as much right now. But Michael Jackson had, like, all these allegations, like, child molestation things against him, people going to trial. And we still won't cancel Michael Jackson. We're not, I don't fuck with him no more. Wait, so no, Margot, everybody cares about Michael Jackson, though. Yeah, no, but no, yeah, everybody cares about Michael Jackson. That's my point, even. That's the reason why yeah. I'm not canceling. I, I'm I also, get what I care about Kelly. I'll tell you that people care about Kelly. Yeah, like, people ride for like, him. Like, yeah, which people like people guys? Care about Chris people like which people? I promise you, most of the the, the, gener- the generation of people that like ride for R. Kelly are like in their 40s right now. I think, okay, so I think there are two things. I think one, there, first of all, there are a lot of people who still, you know, came for R. Kelly, a lot of millennials as well. So like 25 to 35, that generation too. Two, I think it's not as much about people caring for him as much as people are riding this entire wave of separate the art from the artist. And so R. Kelly gets bunched into that. And as a result of that line of thinking, they're not canceling him. Does that make sense? It's not because they don't care or they care about him they're sticking to a certain principle. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, get, I get what you're saying. Like, it's easier. It's definitely easier to cancel someone when you don't care about them. I, for one, listened to maybe like five R. Kelly songs. So it was not hard for me to completely cancel him. I have a, I have a rule, two rules at my, three rules at my house parties. One, if you're not black, don't say it. Two, we don't play R. Kelly in this house. Three, we don't use plastic. <laughs> those, are, those are my three rules. So I, can, I could cancel him so easily, but someone who cares about him would have would have that difficulty. I, I get what you're saying. But then we have to move into the conversation of what, where's the line between caring for someone and, and figuring out that, like, truly, I can't care this deeply about someone who has done something so bad. I don't know if okay, that's too murky. I have a question. Just maybe Arkel is a bad example, but can you guys give an example of someone that, that has been canceled? Like, who do you know has been canceled? Oh my gosh, I feel like I know so many, but they're not coming to mind. Um, Brown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, I, did, did we really cancel Chris Brown? No, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, what do you mean? Please. Bro, a lot no. of people have canceled Chris Brown. Nah. First of all, nah, when was the last time you, tur- you turned on a Chris Brown album? What you. What? <laughs> See, yo, every single Chris Brown album I come out, I've listened to it. Trust me, even the Drake. I, I promise you. I've listened to every single Chris Brown album that's come out. The problem about Chris Brown has yeah, mad songs. Listen to the 50 bro. albums, uh, the 50 songs Chris Brown put out. I listen to all 50 songs. I listen to the two. I listen to the best song on the album, and all that's right. it. It's I still bumped it. Like, see, Chris, this what, Chris Brown and Drake was that. Chris I mean, that was a single, out. though. That, that, that was, yeah, that was yeah. But I mean, if you cancel him, you shouldn't be listening like, to his single. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, see, if you cancel, you cancel someone totally. You can't cancel someone and be like, oh no, but just this song. You know what I mean? It's like that's a big thing in cancel culture. People pick and choose when to cancel and when not to. Everyone has their. And then the cancel goes on cycle. So it's like now is a good time to listen to Chris Brown. But if he does anything, we'll we'll cancel him and then we'll uncancel him. It's like, is there even anything strong to the whole cancel culture movement? That's what I think. Personally, I think there needs to be a kind of like a chart drawn out, a line drawn out where you're like, okay, these offenses I can't. You should cancel someone who has crossed this line. And apart, like anything before this line, we can consider. For example, I don't think you can put Kevin. So remember, Kevin Hart had that controversy of like, oh, we should cancel him 
because he said he said some what did he do he said some that's some very some good. homophobic stuff in his sets and on his he's tweeted that as well and then there's r kelly who has done all the things that i don't even want to speak about i mean kevin hart yeah i was not a fan of anything that he said um along the homophobic lines either but before before you say that okay yeah. that's a good question back when that joke came out because that that was i think that was one of the specials yeah. when he first came out did you why you thinking of cancel him like wasn't no, that that's funny? what i'm no it wasn't funny it wasn't it funny, wasn't to funny. Me. It, it really wasn't, it wasn't funny to me that, um at that point in time because at think that about point this, in time. this was in the early 2000s i mean it was or nights or the early late 90s at that point in time that joke was funny see the crowd the crowd was laughing at that joke no, of so, course, but was I in the crowd? <laughs> no, but I mean, the reason why I'm saying this is because, the, see, cultures change. Castle culture, this, like, there was a point in time the F word was said a lot back yeah, in the yeah. 80s. Yeah. They, like, stuff changed. Cultures changed. Then it's funny. Now it's not funny again. So, like, now the people, people try to cancel him because what he said back in the day. Like, really. That was yeah, no, but I, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm getting to, right? So I feel like if someone tweeted something at 17, right? And now they're 25 and they have learned things, they were exposed, their thought has changed. You going back to something they said at 20, at the age of 17 and being like, I'm gonna cancel you for that is like, I, I'm not a fan of that because you completely neglect the ability for someone to learn and grow over time. But I think that that, uh, that applies to only certain instances. Did, I, did we lose the other two? I no, I'm yeah. laughing okay. yeah, because you know how you said, oh, if he stopped at a point in time or something like that, um, or if you said something in, when you were 17 and you grew up and then you're 25 and you stop saying it, that you've grown during that time. But what about like, okay, it seems like at this point in time for every white kid who has become like an adult, that they were mm. at the passage when they were children was saying the N-word and it's like, yeah. just, you know, like every single one of them. How long can we continue to be like, oh, you've learned a lot of things, yeah, and you're a different person now? Why are all why were all of them saying it? Like, do you get me? Exactly, which is why I said for certain, it's only applicable in certain situations. For example, and also we have to contextualize a lot of things, right? Mm -hmm. So this whole white kids saying the N word thing, when it comes to North America, for me, it's not an excuse that you've been saying the N word at the age of seventeen and eighteen. This is something that's openly spoken about in your geographic region, in the environment, in the culture that you are in. That's not an excuse for you to be like, I was young. For me, that's very shaky ground because at that time, you've heard the context. And well, so I'll, I'll explain personally, and I've always been afraid of talking about this on the, on the podcast, but of course, yeah, you know. So I grew up in Kenya. Yeah, I feel like, oh, I'm about to be dragged by the five people who listen. But anyways, no, so I grew up in Kenya and I, unlike a lot of brown people, I went to a predominantly black school. All my friends were black, um, like, well, at least 98% of them. And my first introduction to the N-word was in conversation with friends and in reference to rap. Like, first of all, our school didn't, British system, we never even learned the S of slavery. We didn't learn anything. So my first introduction was pop culture. And so my friends started using the N-word to refer to me, and I used to use it back to refer to them, right? And obviously, two years down the line, I remember when I was 17, I read my first book on, on like slavery, and I was like, I can't believe that I was using a word that has so much history, just so like nonchalantly. But it took the certain context of the environment that I was in not to understand 
the where that word came from. I don't know why it took so long and I feel like I could have done a lot more at that age as well. But I feel like we have to contact, like there has to be additional context added to certain things. Mm. What are your thoughts? And you can be honest. I'm open to being Actually, I'm, I'm not even, it's rare because um, in regards to like the N-word and anything, is because I think I've gotten to a point in which I don't really care about it anymore. There's, and the reason why I don't care, like it might be that two things. First of all, um, I I grew up in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. In Nigeria, what black people, most of people are black. So I didn't even get the N-word things like actually moved over here. So then I, okay, I see the reason why this was like how it's actually felt and the, 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 the weights the word has. Yeah. But then I feel like most of the time, people do it like the people that say the n-word and post it they do it on purpose like this is they want to they want to get a reaction from people so you have people that are reacting to are feeling off those people mm-hmm. sometimes i'm like why keep these guys energy just leave, let them be yeah because yeah. you just dragging them is just going to give them rep or something stupid like that yeah. so in my, my own context i just feel like i don't give a damn about people saying it so like Obviously, that one said, but I don't care. If someone says it, I'm just not gonna. I'm just act like I didn't hear it. Like, but no, like if it's me, if it's said to me, it's different. But like, I hear someone saying it in a song or something, I'm just gonna act like I'm not giving that person energy because I know the person wants a reaction from it. I don't want to give that person that reaction. But can I ask you that? Don't you think that your situation growing up had a lot to do the, to the way you react to it? For example. And this is a conversation I've had with a lot of my black friends who were grown, who were born and raised in Africa and then moved here. The word, obviously, they understand the meaning of the word, but it affects, I don't want to say it affects them less. No, it affects them the same way, but they have that certain uh, outlook the way you just explained. Like, it, it doesn't carry, I don't know how to say this in the right way. Like It, it doesn't carry the same way. It doesn't I don't, carry I don't know. Way. I don't know. If, I honestly don't know if I can say that, but it I've seen there's a difference in the way my black North American friends react versus the way my black African friends react because of the racial dynamics that exist in our, our home countries. And it's attached to a lot of history that we didn't share with them. So like I, yeah. I totally understand why like an African American would get like outraged if someone used the N word. And I get out, my outrage comes because I'm angry for them, but it doesn't come because I'm personally like annoyed or like mad about the use of the n-word if that makes sense because i've lived i have i haven't had the same experiences with them i have the privilege of like removing myself from mm. like situations if i was going to experience it like i could leave canada at any time if someone like if i felt like it was overly racialized and like someone was calling me the n-word every single time like i have that privilege i'm this is not all i know whereas they've grown in it they're like grandmothers grew in it there's such a like a terrible history attached to it. I would be mad if I was them. And uh, to be honest with you, I understand. But I'm not personally mad. It holds, like, I guess, as Tolu said, no personal weight for me until, yeah. Yeah, that's Yeah, personal. it's, I read it in, so I think I was reading something that Chimamanda um, said in one of her interviews, or it was one of her books. And she says that I, I didn't know I was Black until I came to yeah. America. Exactly. Yeah, and, that reading her experiences put a lot in perspective for me personally as, as to how to understand 
the differences in the dynamics I was observing. But yeah, what about you, David? Because I think you've lived a longer chunk of your life here, right? Yeah, yeah, I've lived here for 12 years. Um, I think almost 13. Mm -hmm. I think I, I agree with you guys from the point of like coming from Africa because I was born there and, you know, being born in Ghana, it's, it's not like, you know, you're not having white people or, you know, non-black people out here calling you the N-word. Um, or, or you know anything like that so but then having lived here for a good number of a good amount of time um, you know it's become a little bit part of my experience you know so because I've been called it by non-black people here so I mean that's like I agree that I don't share the history that um, black people in North America have mm -hmm. and ultimately whatever decision they want to make that word if they you know if they don't want to use it that's mm -hmm. their right yeah um yeah. but for me personally i won't lie i do use it sometimes like in you know in a more jokey jokey sense um with my friends but it's never in a way like i i'm still trying to be respectful of like you know what the black north american experience has been and some people have a really like traumatic experience with that word, you know, especially older people. I find like the older generation, they don't like older black people don't like that word. And yeah. uh, it's more so like younger black people who are more liberal with it. So yeah, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm like to like, I, I'm, you know, whatever people want to do. I, my only thing is like non-black people should not say it. I don't care if it's lyrics. I don't care if it's whatever. Um, I'm not going to police them, you know, if, uh, they sing the lyrics, but I'm not gonna help them if, you know, someone they decides. Get in, yeah, getting hot water for that. I'm up, so. That's fair. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. I think coming into the the North American context also put put so much more of that in perspective. Um, I had already started unlearning and correcting behavior, but when I came here and I saw the reality played out like racial biases and everything played out it made it put so much more um, in perspective for me and what was the most interesting out of all that is something you touched on is when people were given passes to say the word and i was like ah, so it's murky water but i guess this where this discussion originated from is like how would we someone who has said something offensive in the past taking into context you know their environment etc cetera, etc cetera, and then grows from it but then their tweets are dug up or their facebook posts or you know when does that become a cancelable offense is cancel is cancel culture toxic something you know how is how is that discussion played out uh actually it's real because i was listening to a friend of mine we're talking about this recently um if you guys heard of nella rose by any chance. Yeah. 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 So I have a friend that's a huge fan of her. And she was sending, we just talked, it was in a group chat talking about what happened to her. And basically, um, I, can't, I don't really know the whole story. I just know she had some bad tweets when she was young about being black, anti blackness and stuff. Yeah. But now she's grown. She's different colorism and stuff. Um, but like, people can see she's grown. Sometimes, so while I was, well, my main thing I was trying to say was um, this cancer culture is toxic, one, and people have hijacked it to, for their own agendas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you understand what I mean. Because, like, 
in regards to Nella Rose now, you you see this girl is prospering and she's doing this while being proud she's black. But back in the day when she was like 12 or so, she wasn't. And she had all these bad tweets about that. But mm-hmm. why are you bringing that up? Just because you want to drag her down. You want to get her cancelled. So you want to make her lose money. Yeah. It's like people have hijacked it to their own personal interest. Yeah. I also find that so interesting. No, sorry, Pusha, go ahead. I was going to say, like, to add on to the Nella Rose situation, it doesn't even serve, like, the, the way they took the cancel culture up. It, do, it doesn't serve the purpose for which, like, people traditionally justify, like, cancel culture by. It's like, oh, we don't want this person who has done all these terrible things to profit from this situation because it will enable them to continue doing terrible things. But this is someone who is not doing these supposedly terrible things, has apologized for the terrible things that you're accusing her of or you have seen that she's done and has learned from it. And also like you're the, I feel like another thing was the, the context and the current environment that she's living in was something that was really not, um, I guess, acknowledged during this time that we wanted to cancel her. Like she just lost her dad and she lost her mom, like how many years ago? And everyone was like, Oh my God, raise your mother up from the dead and come and see this, like see where that she has raised or something like that. It was like very toxic. And I'm like, okay, what is the purpose of this cancel culture? And as Sue said, it's just to like further your own agenda. You didn't like this person, and now you're justified in the reason why you don't like this person. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, the um, I think the intersection of it is like the fact that she was a black woman. Mm. You know, because honestly, like how many white women have done this and have been fine? How many white men, you know, have done this and been fine? All the so yeah i mean isn't it isn't it like these these youtubers are wild like these these white white gaming youtubers they are here like saying the n-word doing whatever oh, yeah you know they're fine because they're you know they're they're marketable they're, um, they're they have more fans and stuff like that so i mean i think with her like, i haven't followed too much of what happened with her but i know that like you can see that people already didn't like her and Mm-hmm. She was a much easier target for, um, you know, it was more effective, essentially. Like, right. being with her being canceled, I don't know if she'll be able to bounce back in the same way like other people would be able to. Mm-hmm. What I find super interesting, I was just thinking about this. In order for, we're in 2020. Some of these tweets from, like, 2000 and, I don't know, seven, eight. Are there actually people who just their job is their job is to go to someone's Twitter yeah, timeline oh, and to just scroll and scroll and scroll and just find that tweet? Like, imagine 100%. what your life has to be for you to be, you know. And I'm not saying that some of these people, as we said, don't need to be. I don't know. The conversation doesn't need to be brought up about problematic behavior, etc. But just that that is your whole existence is based on trolling people and and tearing them down. That's that's a, that's the real toxic part of this culture that no one is addressing. Like, okay, then. I probably I don't know. It comes to the territory though. Like if you if you reach any level of success, there's always going to be people who want to. Oh yeah, you. yeah. That was going to be exactly. able to Yeah, I mean, this is why Jay Z won't come on. <laughs> won't come on. He comes on Twitter like once every five years. Yeah. Uh, I'm like and, honestly because they they know that like they're a target. Like if you have success, you're a target now. Yeah. So, did you, did David, did you have the episode on whether Jay-Z, cause he, what did he do? He did something with the um, NFL association, right? Like I think he, he partnered oh, with them. Yeah. 
or something. Yeah. And this is after backing Colin Kaepernick for so long. Did you do an episode on that? I feel like I'd seen it somewhere. We, um, we didn't do an episode, but we we had like a little discussion about it, like right. on, our, on our page. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was hypocritical. Yeah. It was hypocritical. Um, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. And you know, I I, I did call him out about it because I felt like if you're gonna ask other artists not to perform for the NFL and then at the same time. Um, all of a sudden you signed this big deal with the NFL and you're, you. But, yeah. But, but you see something just regarding that. Cause I remember there was two sides to the story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I think also in that, you're, you're I'm, not sure this, I'm not sure if this is what Jay-Z, what was intended, but I heard somewhere that, or I read an article, I can't remember, it was a long time ago, that the NFL are also committing more money into underprivileged communities to help them. It's not about the money though. No, but think about it. The reason, so it's not about the money, but it's about like, you have to, you're weighing like what can be done because you have to think about this. You're telling people not to do something. What's that going to change? What's the effect? There has to be an effect or something. No, but the, the, the larger point, the reason really that people are boycotting the NFL is because they're not, they blacklisted Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. And, yeah. Or, and, and they're, they blacklisted him because he was protesting okay. uh, police violence and um, no discrimination, right? So but, but you see as something. long as they blacklisted him, that is like the clearest sign that they don't support black okay. But do you see something? So they blacklisted him, yes. But then, because before, when I think that Jay-Z deal came out first, then there was like rumblings of Colin Kaepernick getting uh, um, a contract, some payments under the side that no one understood those payments. Because uh-huh. it might be, just think about it. If they went to Jay-Z and told him, yo, we're going to settle Colin Kaepernick for the losses he had, he endured over the period of time. And we would like to get this, this venture with you. We signed you, I think it was a five-year deal for any entertainment over the course of the NFL, um, Super Bowl, you guys are in charge of that. And we'll also invest into the um, underprivileged communities. Like, it's a it's a win-win for all sides because Kaepernick is getting paid, wait, Kaepernick is getting paid, they're gonna help the community. And then you have a situation in which, like, remember Beyonce's performance at the Super Bowl? Yeah. How that at outrage most of the white American yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Now, think about it. Jay-Z has that power to have that kind of performance every single year for the next five years. Okay, so who who were the first artists that he, he brought? Who did he bring this year? Did he? Taylor and Shakira. So, I mean, you know. No, okay. Oh, no, no, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> so, really, it. what are we doing? Like, no. Okay, first of all, the money that, um, the money that Kaepernick got was... No one knows. Was no one knows how much for got, damages. For damages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, um, he had sued the NFL for yeah. because there was collusion between owners and the NFL. Okay. Back. So the money that he got was a settlement from that uh, lawsuit because yes. they that he, there was um, basically like, yes, they did discriminate against him. But the larger okay. point is that he wants a chance to be able to play because um, he, did, he has not done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. He didn't, you know, he didn't break any rules. 
But you know the weird thing about that? You just because you pointed Eric Reed was is also the second player that yeah was also part of the Kaepernick situation. Eric Reed yeah. is still playing football. You know, right? He yeah, didn't yeah. like he's still playing football and he's getting he got the payment too. Like he's still playing. So like his Kaepernick situation is a bit different because Kaepernick, I'm not exactly sure. See, I remember hearing about the story, people talking about it. I still don't understand the story because I'm not gonna lie to you, I don't care about football like that. It's really not my forte. So I, but I, I, I hear people talking about it and just training for a long time. But from everything, generally speaking, like what I heard or what I've heard from different people talking about this is, there's is a win-win for both sides. Like Kaepernick, the only like okay, I read of XFL. Yeah. XFL, I think XFL wanted Kaepernick for a certain amount of money. And, like, Kaepernick was like, he wants some amount of money. XFL said no, because, like, now there's leverage, right? Leverage on what you can do. Kaepernick can go play football anywhere. He doesn't have to play football in NFL alone. Like, there are other places that play football. But he wants to because he's been unfairly... Yes, yes. Yes, but now he's getting paid for that. So, like, if 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 I'm paying you for the blacklist and stuff... That's done. That's over. Mm. Right? So that, that's, that section is done. I feel like this comes, I think this just comes back to your original point where you were like, people will cancel people they, care, they, they don't care about. Mm. And ultimately, that was at the core of this. Jay-Z is not someone that people can just cancel easily. Right? There's so much fandom and respect attached to him outside of this NFL business that it's not... People were, people were much quicker to jump to the, oh, but he's a businessman argument mm-hmm. in this than they would have been if it was anyone else. So I think it really just comes back down to the baseline that you had said in the beginning that it, it honestly comes down to who you, who you care about more than what you care about. Like the issue, yeah. the person is bigger than the issue usually. Yeah. I mean, the, the best example again is Kanye though. Yeah. I mean, there's some people have cancelled. Why do you want to cancel? Why did we cancel Kanye, please? I can't quite remember. Because of his comments with Donald Trump. Donald Trump, his comments on slavery. He he was wild enough for an entire year. It's it's where you guys said that. Because the comments about slavery, it's funny. In a funny way, I was talking to a friend about this. Oh my God, totally don't. Yes, no, 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 no. Let me say, let me say, let me say. Yes, I'm back myself for order, but just look at this. Say it with your he chest. About, he's talking, I'm saying my chest. Oh, no. <laughs> mindset. no, but like he's, he's talking about mindsets, right? Mm. He, he said, like, like from my understanding of what he said was, people still think they are still slaves. Like they act like they're still slaves. They don't act like, like, which, where's, this is the reason why people say, oh, Africans would come here and be more successful. The reason why they don't have that mentality. I think that that's something get, that he said get, get well after yeah, I get was, he was like, I think that's something that he amended his statement to say well after he got fired for it. It's something that he and his publicist sat down and they were like, how do we spin this thing that I've already said to make sense? Because that second statement came well after he made that original statement. When he got that backlash from, I've forgotten who was the radio personality that was confronting him during that time. He didn't have anything to say in response to like this whole mentality thing or whatever it is. He was just standing there like he hadn't said anything. Like he didn't know what he no, had but, said. But, yeah, but you know the kind of thing, sometimes people don't really think about what they're saying. So they actually think about it. And I think that he was just saying it because he, he thought about it, but he didn't have to know how to describe it. That's what, and that's what I was going to say. Actually, 
with with Kanye, it's a lot about how he says a, a lot of things. And the way he said that entire, when he was at TMZ and he had that entire like outburst, what, what he said essentially because of the words he used is like slavery was a choice. That's it. That's what he communicated through all of these big ideas that he had that he didn't articulate properly. Right. This, I, this, this idea for when Africans come from Africa to the U.S. and they, they migrate, they aren't um, in that same mindset. And it's, that's understandable to the most extent because they haven't been subjected to North American structural racism, right? Uh, I don't think we should explain Kanye. I don't know. I no, no, no I, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not on his side. Like, inarticulate enough but to I, say what he meant to say, but that's a story for another so day. So guys, 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 I just pulled out the comments. And he said, when you hear about slavery for 400 years, for 400 years, that sounds like a choice. Exactly. You didn't say anything about mentality. Yeah. He didn't say anything about Africans migrating. He didn't say nothing. No, 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 no. no that's Africans not what he, I, stuff is my understanding of what that I said. My understanding of what he said. See, and literally, what David just said something. He said something. Slavery for four hundred years. Was it slavery was for four hundred years, or it's been four hundred years of like since slavery ended? No, he just well, said four hundred years, years of slavery. Yeah. Well, but is it actually 400 years of slavery or 400 years since slavery ended? Because I think well, it's been, was, there was no, it just means the duration, and then it's also been 400 years since slavery ended. I think, but that's besides the point. I don't think he was saying it's been 400. No, years he, for, according to me, what he was saying is that us being well, us being black people. Sorry, he's like black people being enslaved for 400 years was a choice. That's what he said. No. Oh, I don't think it, it, I, it, I, it I actually but I think I think the problem with that statement though is like even if he meant 400 years since slavery um it's not a mentality it's just Agreed. there's still a lot of bullshit that goes on with black people yeah. that okay. is a form of enslavement like there is um, systemic inequality, you know, like things are not equal. Things okay. are not like totally equal with white people or like, you know, yeah. white supremacy or whatever. So it's not necessarily a mentality. It's just, you can, you can still have like an ambitious attitude and, you know, you know, try to achieve whatever you want to achieve and all of that. But you, st you, you still have to call out like at the end of the day, like there are structural things in place, which are making it harder for you and that doesn't mean you're a slave you're a mental yeah. slave that just means that you're you're telling the truth okay, okay well, I agree. The reason, so if i just a quick question so because i've people sometimes people hijack this stuff like how they hijack the council culture like okay i don't get a job out and then i'm like oh it's because i'm black i didn't get a job um if like like do you, so it's very weird or i get fired from my job just because i'm black and the reason why I'm just saying this is obviously, this is already a very touchy area. But I mean, like, some people give, like, they use, they hijack it as that reason for not achieving what they need to achieve. Like, in them, so I'm not trying to up can you, but this is what I'm, I actually understand from his perspective is I give, I just give myself an excuse to fail. But I, I think it's very rich, though, because wasn't Kanye the one when he first started getting into, mm -hmm. uh he um his 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 uh his clothing the clothing game and everything like that he was the one who was complaining about how 
you know, he was complaining about everything. He was making himself a victim all the time. So he's yeah, that's true. person yeah, that's that he's, true. he's calling out. He was like, oh, like people won't support me because I'm black. He got mad because like, you know, um, he wasn't getting respect from like the white establishment that is in um, um, luxury wear and stuff like that. So he's been that person. He was, he was the very same person who said George Bush doesn't care about black people. Yeah. So I mean, but, and I know people change, but that doesn't stop him from achieving. Hmm? Do you think Kanye changed? I don't think Kanye changed. I think Kanye has always been the same. Kanye just says the shit that he needs to say. At that point in time, he felt that. At this point in time, he felt the other way. That's changed. Like, Kanye is just raw. That's Kanye for you. He'll give you what it is. And Kanye, I don't think he has changed. He's always been the same person. It's just that it doesn't align with our goals at this point in time. It's different from what we actually look as a black artist, what we want him to mm. represent. Yeah. I mean, I I, th- I think Kanye is he 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 needs some uh, he needs to get away perspective. From yeah. As you said, yeah, it was very easy for me to stop listening to. I never cared about him in the first place. Same. Um, after those, yeah, I think as an observer, as someone outside of the community, to me, what was very evident is again going back to that whole the, the same quote from Chimamada she said she didn't know she was black until she came here and also with this entire like Tula I want to like pose a, a hypothesis to your question to you a lot of the times some you as a as a black man could go through the same experiences as a black North American an African American person but in your mind the the source of an issue or the reason you were fired might not be oh it was my race because of the environment in which you grew up in does that make sense yeah like the reason the reason could be the same but because you were you were grown up in an environment which was of course we are all a product of colonialism but that structural racism and inequality that exists in north america is unparalleled in most places so that's why your reasoning could be different i feel like that could be a big a big part of but yeah, actual, I definitely yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, this conversation definitely took a lot of <laughs> a lot of twists and turns, but I'm glad it did. Yeah. Um, this was yeah. How about let's go? Let's just go around and give our final thoughts, like a sentence or two, or on where we stand on this entire cancel culture thing, because I think we all went in different ways. So, David, why don't you uh, start with like your wrap? I'm always the first. Okay, I think uh, ultimately, like, cancel culture to me, it, it can definitely, it's, it's, it's warped. I think it started out with good intentions because people were really trying for the first time to, like, hold artists to a certain standard because those artists um, are role models for a lot of people. And so they have a certain level of responsibility to, like, um, try to, I guess, be the best that they can be so that they can, especially if you have younger people looking up to you, like you, you should like try to instill some good values. But I think that it became a different thing when people brought their own agendas to it mm-hmm. and also did not actually like self-reflect and be like, well, you can't hold everybody to like a perfect standard because yeah. we all have our skeletons. Like, you know, it's part of growing up. So um, at this point, like, I think it's fine if everyone kind of has their own individual uh limits like whatever if you can handle anything like handle it 
Um, if you have your limits, set your limits, your boundaries, whatever you want to do, but I guess don't impose it on other people. If other people choose to listen to an artist, like let them do what they want to do. At the end of the day, like it's their life, it's their choice. Well said. What about you, Tola? Uh, I think obviously my, my point is just simple. You only cancel people that you don't care about. Like that's just what it is. You, if you care about them, you won't cancel it. Um, yeah, that's just my own point of view about this cancel culture. Also, I think it's fake. That's Sorry? Small. I think <laughs> cancel culture is fake. What? You think it's fake? Yeah, I think it's fake. I think it's like, mm -hmm. it's it's not real because no one actually ever gets cancelled like that. Like, the amount of people who have called, like, what are getting cancelled? They don't get cancelled. They get cancelled. They get uncancelled. I just think cancel culture itself is just trash. I think, oh, yeah, I think the, the, it's a spectrum, right? Because if you look at someone like Harvey Weinstein, cancelled, cancelled to the ends of being cancelled, right? Oh, so I think cancelled. No one stopped watching his movies that he directed or produced. Let's be real. Mm. Anyway, he's still making money from something. Like, he's still making money off licensing of some of his movies. I, some people are mm. watching his movies. So, like, you can't really, like, that's why it's cancel culture. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, I think I think my wrap up comments are very similar to David's in that one, you literally can never enforce your opinion on someone else. If you have a difference of opinion, have a discussion, explain your points, etc. But two, cancel culture cannot be this blanket um, weapon that we use the same way for everyone and everything. I think you have if you're really going to cancel someone with your entire chest, then please like analyze the situation. And, and see the differences. For me, there's that line that exists in my mind. Once you cross, I, I don't mess with you. I don't support you. I don't support anything that can continue to give you the funds to propagate whatever you're propagating. But there's also a line for me where I'm like, okay, this person is growing and I'm seeing act action speak louder than words. You can tell me you're pro this and pro that, but if I'm not seeing it um, you know, acted out, that's, that's kind of where it ends for me. But yeah, there's a line and I don't think it's a blanket um, solution to everything. I think, yeah, I think I agree with Tolu that cancel culture is um, not as effective as most people would like to believe. Um, but at the same time, as you said, I, I feel like it's, people should realize that it's not a blanket tool. It works in some cases and it doesn't. But at the same time, it just like poses the question, can we blame other people for not canceling like people that we would cancel? Do you get me? Mm -hmm. If we're saying that, okay, you only cancel people that are not important to you and different people are important or not important to different people. Can we all stand and be like, you should have canceled this person. You shouldn't have like canceled that other person. Anyways, I don't want us to go into it again. That has been the end. <laughs> okay. um, that has been a really great conversation. I think we've, we've spoken on a lot of great topics. We've unpacked a lot of things that we hope will develop in certain way Brenna boy mm, we're waiting I want to see what he's going to do like in the next few days and what he's going to say to David though but anyways it's I'll just I'll just say one one last thing I'm sorry but David mm -hmm. o, David o doesn't want to smoke because Brenna boy has literally stabbed someone so I mean oh hey, 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 hey. He has? okay allegedly he has allegedly stabbed someone See, that was, that was on the line of cancelable offense. So David does not want to smoke. David people that can stab for him. He can pay people to stab for him as well. Doesn't even. What you guys say? You guys are just putting yourself inside some hot water out here, bro. 
Yeah, I didn't say anything. I'm just saying that David O has enough money to get people to kill for him. That's all I said. Wow. Okay. I, okay. Anyways, we could literally, I know we could literally talk about this for hours, but I just want to thank you, Tolu and David, for being on this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope this was also enjoyable for you guys. I hope this was a good discussion. Um, we're going to plug all of your socials if you want in our description. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for uh, being on this episode once again. And uh, yeah, that's about it. So thanks everyone for tuning in to Third Culture Kids. Bye. Peace.